0: The Average Joe, a hair salon for men on the go. Let Lisa take care of you and have you looking your best today. Be sure to stop in Wednesdays and receive $2 off your haircut. Open Wednesdays noon to 7, Tuesdays and Thursdays 9 to 6, Fridays from 9 to 4, and Saturdays from 9 to noon. Walk-ins welcome or schedule an appointment at 712-580-3356. Located in South Spencer by Subway and Automotive Supply.
1: Griff? Griff must be a hell of a dancer because that kid has got some moves. Griff and Gage, they must be really good dancers, which means I do not want to go to a dance club with them anytime soon. I will get shown up big time. So if you guys want if you guys are asking me to go, I'm out.
0: You're tuned to Season 2 of the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Let our local voices get you ready for the weekend of football ahead. In Episode 7, the guys talk about the three-game win streak the Tigers have put together as they look forward to Friday night's home game against Storm Lake cruise through college, and wrap things up with TJ's top five. Please sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option podcast.
2: Hey everybody, SDR Triple Option podcast coming to you from the beautiful studios here high above East Milwaukee in Spencer, Iowa. I am Randy Cothran, joined today by my partner in crime, TJ Murphy.
1: Randy, few housekeeping things here to take care of. First off last week, three and three on the top,
2: whatever I want to call it. 0-1 0 and 1 on the one that really mattered, but uh, three.
1: And 3 I have no idea what you're talking about. That that first Facebook Live Friday, that didn't happen. Oh, it didn't. Was, and neither neither did the last one where we talked to Coach Hook and Coach Thompson. That, <laughs> completely out of my uh, memory bank. No idea. But uh, three and three. Um, Dolphins getting 16 and a half, You go up seven nothing, and then you lose by 20. What are you doing? Come on, Dolphins. The heck dude, is that?
2: Dude, they're they're deliberately trying to lose. They're in the uh, the hunt for Alabama. Quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> well, they got Josh Rosen now, so they need to decide what they're going to do. They they might just want to draft Alabama at this point. Just gonna, take the whole team.
2: Okay, so you're saying they have Josh Rosen. They need to know what they're going to do. I think they've made that decision pretty clear, what oh, they're going to
1: do. I was kind of like Josh Rosen, but anyway. Um, And then, whew, do we want to talk about a game last week, Spirit Lake. Me and Randy, we kind of excused you for losing to Sioux Center. They had a pretty tough Strength of schedule? Yeah, they did, for sure. You went and lost to Esterville? The, what the, the, the mighty blue mid- hell is the, that? The Mighty
2: Midgets taking on the Indians. That just makes that season opening loss that much more painful. Oh, I, my goodness. After what they did to us, I was pretty confident that Spirit Lake was going to have an amazing season.
1: Oh, yeah. And, they looked great that yeah, night. And
2: then they come out and then drop the game to Sioux Center. I said, well, that's okay, because Sioux Center is a solid program.
1: And it was on the road, yeah, too. Yeah I, mean. yeah,
2: I get that. But Esterville?
1: And Come do you on, do you man. remember how much of a favorite Spirit Lake was? Thirty one points. Yeah. Yeah. I guess as Chris Berman says, that's why they play the game. Yeah.
2: That was a that was a choke extraordinaire. I
1: talked thing. to I talked to uh Jason Jacobs. He's their uh he's their play by play guy, and he said the team just looked flat, they had no heart, no emotion, almost like they were going into that game thinking they were gonna win. Well, Guess what, they're Indians. You can't can't do that, and Esterville took advantage of it, and we tip our cap to the midgets. Hell of a performance and very nice win.
2: Well, if they keep that up, the banks are going to start shutting their doors to new uh, players' parents. <laughs> not going to be able to make that Or happen. they're
1: going to recruit even harder. Are they going to go like down by the Des Moines and Iowa City and like, Cedar Rapids areas? We've got to reach out for more players. I mean, stealing, stealing the best from Okaboji, and ain't cutting the mustard.
2: Northwest Iowa apparently is not getting the job done. So, recruit harder! Come on, guys! Recruit harder! So, that's where we're at. And, of course, there was another big game we can talk about from last weekend.
1: Yeah, let's talk about a team that actually handled their business. Oh, that would be Ohio State.
2: No. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue what you're talking about. Ohio State handled their business. As a matter of fact, they handled some business for me because you and I had a bit of a bet. We're going to take care of that Friday night. Coach Ties boys. Let's get let's talk about
1: them because Ohio, that didn't happen. Coach Ty's boys took care of business in a huge way in a very difficult game.
2: Opening up your know, district play this week, you had Dennis and Schleswig against a team that A lot of people considered could be a runner-up for that consolation spot in the uh, district. Including Coach Ty. Yeah, I mean, your early season talk was a a lot of buzz on these guys. And uh, we went down there and uh, took their sting away, so to speak. There wasn't much buzz
1: at the end of that game. Well, butterflies don't have a buzz or a sting anyway. Although we found out they're lions, a
2: monarch lion. I I, I don't know. I guess that's royalty, king of the animal. I don't know what it is. It doesn't make sense to me. It's the first thing I noticed on the field. I got this giant lion. I'm going, Okay. A crown, maybe, if you're a monarch. I'm not sure what the lion thinks all about That was an awesome
1: facility, too. Oh, it's a beautiful field. That, that was a very, very well done by the Denison Schleswig High School. And the new turf looks great. The track around it looks great. And the home team playing on it. I assume other weeks looks great. Looked average. They didn't look great last Friday. No, they looked average. We, we made them look average. We played pretty damn well. Yeah, we, we did. We played pretty damn well. And they win the toss right away. And their very first run, Terrence Wea, all world running back. We are. We found out he's going to Minnesota State. Is that what that dude That's told what to I us? I think
2: said, Yeah, Minnesota State. It was State
1: weird. We had a guy sitting beside us. We swear he was a Denison fan, but he's sitting on our side. That was kind of. Remember I, that? I, that think was kinda, weird. I think
2: he may have been tip of the bottle a little bit before he showed up. <laughs> he seemed to have that. Kind of i 've had a few in me a like, vibe. He did
1: kind of have that vibe to him, but uh,
2: but um, anyway, uh, yeah, at first, I thought he was homeless. <laughs> And uh, well, just looking for a place to crash and burn, but I guess they had to pay to get in the gate, so
1: at least five bucks. It yeah, looked like there could have been plenty of ways to sneak in there. I guess on the uh, on the west side of the stadium.
2: Maybe we just look friendlier than the uh, Denison Schleswig people. I don't know because he came in and settled in right next to us, and well, we are friendly, brother. Well, we are. We, hey, we we're right. a good time waiting to Hell happen, yeah, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting up there, and uh, he comes up and starts talking about their team, and as we're building a lead. He. Um, is kind of getting less and less uh you let less and less talkative. about how yeah. good they are and then at halftime, he just bailed, man. He'd seen enough, at least from our uh, perspective. Well, he had it. a lot
1: to talk about right away. Like I said, way very first play of the game, 37 yards right up the middle. And Coach Hook and Coach Thompson said it was kind of an assignment issue where we had a two one-techs instead of a one and a three. Watching the game back, it was kind of hard to tell. We definitely had a one-tech, which we always do. I don't know if Brady Tank was lined up as a one or maybe more as a two. I'm not sure. But the problem was our defensive end got turned around right away, and Terrence Way ran right, right where uh, he should have been. If our defensive end doesn't get turned around, he might be able to make the play. But between that and it was some solid Dennis and Schleswig second-level blocking and first-level blocking, and Weya, he hits a hole. He's he's going to be tough to bring down. Now credit Isaiah Spencer. That hamstring looked pretty good as he ran down, took a great angle, and ran down Terrence Weya, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and You know, at that point, you're thinking, uh-oh, uh-oh. But as, as we do, made some grid adjustments. Just bend, bend, bend. Yeah, bend. They missed that field goal. And then we uh, took the ball, and uh, things uh, turned the other cheek, so to speak.
1: Well, Randy, on that, like you said, great job by the defense responding. And your boy, the missile, we we forced them into – they got a third down after that, so they got a fresh set of downs. Then another third down after that, they tried a pass play. He had to roll – quarterback had to roll out because he was getting some pressure, and then the, the missile on a delayed blitz just laid a shoulder right into his rib cage and just destroyed him. And if that you... kid is so fun to watch play Mike
2: Linebacker. Oh, Darius Green, baby. I'll tell you what, the, yeah, the missile, that is his name. That, Whether he wants it or not, because uh, when he shows up, he's going to blow things up. And uh, he has definitely flown through there and hit a few guys. And the thing is, when you're hit by him, it may not directly impact that play, but I guarantee you going forward... In his head, it affects everything. When he sees that kid coming, he ain't going to hang on to the ball. He's going to look to get rid of it faster. I mean, it just it affects the game. His presence it coming. Well, and his not, closing
1: speed, his yeah. tackling ability, and the kid has no fear. He is going to dive, and he wants to hit you.
2: And when he hits you, he wants to hear you make that noise. <laughs> he wants to hear that, Whoop.
1: we We're not down there close enough to hear if they make that noise, but I would assume on that first sack, that, that quarterback had to be feeling something. And it was a hell of a game and a hell of a first half for the we, missile. We, we do
2: have, we have audio of that. Here, here's what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Mommy, <laughs> mommy Oh, mommy.
1: oh I, I did not know that You must have had a microphone on the field
2: We did, we did oh, it's well done With a mic So, yeah, he was crying for his mommy Okay. Uh, after that hit, and uh, that's pretty much what happens for most of these guys. Okay. When uh, right. Darius comes flying in, as they're asking for mommy and a nap.
1: And then we we knew it was going to be a good night. After that, our offense takes the ball right after they miss the field goal. We march right down the field. A lot of Isaiah Spencer up the middle, a little bit to the outside, and on a fourth and goal, we punch it in from the one yard line. And that was actually our Spencer Auto Parts drive of the game. Speak of the devil. The Spencer Auto Parts drive of the game against Denison was that first possession we are currently talking about. After Denison opened the game with a long drive and missed a field goal, Spencer marched 80 yards to pay on a fourth and goal. Isaiah touchdown run from 1 yard out on a veer play to the left side. Spencer Auto Parts, and that gave the Tigers an early seven 0 nothing lead. Lead, and we did not look back from there on route to a thirty-four twelve domination, thirty-four to six. I'm
2: not counting that last six points. That was yeah. some BS. Oh well, it was pretty impressive for a run against our JV defense.
1: And then our JV almost
2: went down there and put another JV defense on did go all the way down there. We were, we were
1: okay. JV offense. We'll talk about it in a minute because yeah. we're going to. You're bring lucky, that Coach up for Ty sure. is a gentleman. <laughs> anyway, Spencer Auto Parts is your best option for drive lines, hydraulic hoses, heavy duty parts, and everyday parts and accessories for your vehicle custom machine shop service on site let us get your equipment ready to go visit spencer auto parts at 416 south grand avenue or give them a call at 712-262-7484 and randy real quick speaking of that me and the mayor me and the mayor discussed the game uh ex- extensively on friday Curbs. before was
2: that curbside oh okay that was the other day on curbside you guys are parked out in front of the. oh fairies. yeah, yeah, yeah. About
1: it. We, we talked a lot a lot of things there too just typically football we don't uh, veer off that subject. Not, not too a lot much.
2: of shitty politics no. and football.
1: <laughs> Have zero interest in that. And yeah. the mayor had some very good breakdowns of the game as he typically does. And he thought the game was a pure toss-up. Then he said, "Oh, after after Charlie Weavers was hurt, Dennison had no chance." Which I say, I thought the backup quarterback and Coach Tiles saying a little he bit. The backup game. quarterback played well.
2: Yeah, no, the kid, backup quarterback did a game job.
1: And. and with the wind that there was, kind of swirling from the north to the south, it's gonna be hard for anyone to throw the ball that night. Especially trying to hit the ball, deep, hit the deep passes. It's gonna make it really tough. So I don't care who the quarterback was. And well, we said so it the...
2: wasn't even there. I'm sorry. Go well, ahead, finish your thought.
1: Well, I was just gonna say we said in the pregame Charlie Webers isn't the kind of kid. That's going to be able to take over a game anyway. I mean, going into that game, he's hitting on fifty percent of his passes, a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception. What about that scares you? I mean, nothing really. And if Charlie Webers was in, is he going to stop Spencer from rushing for four thirty-five? Well, and,
2: and that's my point. His quarterbacking ability had nothing to do with their defense being unable to unable to stop that offense. Four hundred and. The
1: 35 yards rushing, I think 500 of offense, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what we had passing. I didn't have a a ton passing, but we had a... Didn't need to. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, we were over 500, so, you know, you had to have a pretty decent uh, limited passing game. and. But I mean, Weavers being in there had no effect on their defense not being able to tackle either Isaiah Spencer or Isaac Pingle. We ran all over them. Two dudes over 100. Yeah, one was 187. That was uh, Spencer. And Pingle had, I what, 130 or something. 113.
1: I don't think Pingle made 100. I don't think. He was damn close, though. And he only had six, he seven had, carries. I thought so. he
2: had over 100. I thought he had 113 yeah, yards. It was close, regardless. Yeah. You know, so. And then you have another, what, 60 plus from Gage. And. Uh, Griffin had a good game, and then Kenny Rash. So it didn't matter who had the ball. And then we get to the end of the game. I mean, we just ran the ball up and down their throat all game, which was beautiful to watch. But then we get to the end of the game. Now we pulled our starters at this point on defense for the most part. There's a couple of guys out there, but for the most part, the defensive you know unit was was reserves. And they marched their starters back on the field down 34-6. to And they're going to show their dominance against a bunch of sophomores and juniors, which they did. Anyway, my point being, and then at the end, so we stick our JV guys on the field. And we marched, literally marched down the field. This is my point about it It didn't matter if Weavers was in or not. We marched down the field against their defense, most of whom were still their starting unit. And got the ball down to the two-yard line with under 40 seconds to go. And believe me, the crowd did not want to see Coach Ty do the honorable thing and take a knee, but he did, which is Coach Ty's way. And they could, But they could have punched that in from two yards out to make it a 40-12 to 12 game, uh, if not 41-12, to 12 to finish things off. No, very much so, but
1: that's that's how Coach Ty rolls. Um, he's a
2: nice guy. I'm he, a jerk.
1: He, he's a gentleman, and he didn't want to, uh, he at that point just didn't want to uh, further further uh risk any injury or any uh any negative terrorism like that so hats off to coach ty in that regard but you just look at the whole game our our running game was humming our defense was playing well and actually on that drive terrence way he ended with 147 yards, or 48 of them were on that drive. 37 was on the. Yeah,
2: one play. In the 37
1: games. was on the very first play of the game. So you take away that, um, we're looking at 65, 70 rushing yards. They had
2: 300 yards, just about 300 yards as a team. So, uh, you know, a lot of that was way out. They had another kid stepped in. I didn't even know who he was Wyatt Cobb, the fullback. He's a nice player. Well, Cobb, yeah, he's a compact little dude uh, that runs hard and drags bodies. So, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, it was, it was a good game all around. I was pretty, pretty impressed.
1: And we've talked about it lately. We've talked about the diversity of the Spencer offense. And one thing I saw as I watched the game back, we, had a, we did a lot of overloading on our offense. We would bring Ethan Heider or the other tackle, we'd bring him over to the other side. So we have three linemen on one side, then we'd have our guard on the other side. And you see that as a defense. You'd have to decide to yourself, do I want to shift over to where they're probably going to run or do I just want to play heads up? And they then Denison. A lot of the times they would shift over what you, what you're kind of supposed to do, and some of the time we would run that way. But Coach Ty also had a few plays back to that weak side where we just have a guard and then an end. So we would hit those quick hitters on that side, and it really got a lot of positive yardage by Isaiah and some of the other guys that were in there. So a lot of more, we're seeing a lot of diversity from this offense. We we're showing we have a lot of ways we can beat you.
2: Well, you know, we you and I've been laughing a little bit that we're we're the fifth game into the year. And we, as for our uh, player of the game, five different ones. We had not had Isaiah Spencer yet. Nope, we had not. That changed
1: this week. Yep, we've had five different ones, and the Tiger of the game against Denison was indeed senior Isaiah Spencer. 193 rushing yards, just shy of 200. I think he'll get there sometime this season. Three touchdowns, and he had a boatload of tackles. We already mentioned the first one he had on Terrence Way running him down, getting a great angle on him to prevent a touchdown. If he scores right there, you never know what will happen in the game. But hats off to Isaiah Spencer. He's been a rock the last uh, two, three years for the Spencer Tigers, and it's been a joy to watch him, watch him play. So, he was the Tiger of the game, the Hyvee Tiger of the game. Hyvee is proud to recognize Isaiah Spencer as the Tiger of the game for the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Shop Hyvee on Grand Avenue for all your pre-game tailgating needs. You know,
2: my wife's working there now.
1: I did not know that. She
2: she picked up just a, a part-time gig. I mean, she's still oh. still uh, doing her job as a CEO uh, here in the county, but <clears throat> she just one i don't know—she's if she's bored or what. I not enough to do. Uh, running around the house, picking up after me, I guess. So she went and got a job there. She loves it. She's working back in the bakery. So uh, she'll be in there there wrapping your buns for you if you need anybody to do that. Oh, boy. Absolutely. So, hey, um, we had some comments from Coach Ty about the big win, and we'll go to those right now. So, Coach, three in a row, a uh, huge win the other night, and and again, for the second straight game, more than 500 yards, of total offense, over 400 on the ground.
3: Is this kind of the vision you had coming into this season, yeah, what you guys were going to do? I think so. And, you know, I think our line is really coming along. And I was just watching film of them today, because we tape our Wednesday practice, and we practiced this morning, actually. And... I just their steps are getting better, and you know our backside's we call it backside scoops, and you know they're just they're just kind of getting better every week. And they're kids that are very coachable, you know. And we knew our backfield was going to be good, but you know yeah, those early games were a little banged up, and we had that new line. And bottom line, we still should have won those games. And I didn't do a very good job, but now we kind of seem like we're hitting on, you know, at least most of the cylinders, and we're coming along and. Um, I was really pleased how they played the other night, except for the penalties. We got to cut down on the holding calls because that, that's going to come back to haunt us sooner or later. And But, you know, I thought defensively we played very solid. That's a good team. You know, they were 3-1, and one and they got a really good running back. And, and their quarterback was hurt, but I thought the backup quarterback didn't hurt him. He's just not as mobile as the guy we were, you know, the Weaver's kid who we were preparing for. But their line, we watched their line, and their line is a lot better than last year. You know, and so I think they're going to beat some teams. Um And we're fortunate to go there and play as well as we did.
2: With the youth that your line has, with the new faces stepping into some key
3: roles, were you surprised how you guys kind of controlled both sides of the line? A little bit, a little bit. And, you know, when you watch it, we didn't win every battle, you know. But I couldn't be that – I couldn't be real upset because they were giving great effort. And some of the they had some dudes that were pretty physical. And so, um, you know, I I, I am pleased. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep getting better because we got some big ones coming up.
2: So TJ uh yeah buddy coach Ty seems pretty brings up something that you know has been a concern you and I talk about it, and we even were sitting in the stands is that penalties a little bit got to cut back on those holding penalties uh we had one that was kind of a bogus holding penalty
1: Yeah and it was in Isaac Pingle Pingle was already in the end zone too and the guy threw it and I didn't like the call at all but Other than that, we well, including that, I should say, we had four holding penalties, and that's 40 yards you're taking off the table, and it seems like when they happen, it happens at really bad times. It seems like it takes away chunk plays, and you want to keep those chunk plays, because those really do a good job of turning momentum around, and one of them actually led to a fumble. If you remember Isaiah Spencer, he fumbled, although that one's not on Isaiah, he he took a he took a handoff. We just talked about the overload formation. Well he took an option handoff to back to that weak side where they decided to option Terrence Way and he was just coming in on a red dog blitz and he really blew the play up and Isaiah and Gage, they had no chance, so you just got to yeah, tip just, your cap yeah, he, tip he, he, your capped away on that on that one. He made a heck of a play there. It didn't lead anything for Dennis and Schleswig, but
2: Yeah, just cost us just cost us the ball and like you said, it was a uh, nothing that hurt a long term but it's just it's you know little miscues and, and penalties man have been that's been our achilles heel this year mm-hmm. two games we lost though i think we just they both those things factored Prominently into those two losses, so.
1: yeah, and right before the half, uh, not sure what happened on the uh, interception by gage he's looking for Kp on a post route kp didn 't turn around one thing I will say we've we've talked about the line quite a bit, and for, rightfully so, and when it comes to run blocking, you can just look at the stats the last few games we 've had they 've done a really an omen 's job of creating run lanes for our guys to make a lot of yardage but one thing i am seeing when i watch these game back we are having a lot of leakage on passing on pass protection we have got to shore that up even it's not just on obvious passing downs too it's when it's not as obvious it's either coming on the outside or the last game is kind of up the middle a little bit we've got to share that up on on pass protection and when teams can get home with just rushing four on us it's going to make it a lot tougher to move the ball and sustain a nice passing offense.
2: Yeah, because Gage really, he fired that one. He just sailed, over, yeah, and he sailed had, over the intended target. And he had
1: to get rid of it because he got crushed as soon as he as yeah. as soon as he threw it. And all of his pass plays, from what I remember seeing, he got crushed on all of those. So that's something we really got to clean up.
2: Yeah, and then we're in the, the, uh, uh, the player from Denison Schleswig was just standing there in the end zone and go look what I found. Yeah, a-
1: pretty much about like the uh, interception by Humboldt had against us. is kind of off the hand of Jack DeWitt kind of uh, – kind of a look what I found sort of a moment and speaking of the offensive line we saw Adam Freeman go down that was a non-contact injury I hope that young guy's okay he's just he's had a a really hard luck with the injury bug the last couple yeah, of years I and could, it's unfortunate because he would have played a lot last year yeah, and he so was he one of out. our one of our rocks this year on the O and D line so I hope that young guy's okay I haven't heard anything but I hope he's hope he's doing better
2: yeah I didn't have a chance to ask coach Ty about that um, unfortunately, uh, you know, for the most part, we're healthy. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, you know that would probably be the one blemish in that lineup right now. But...
1: Randy, a couple of things on Dennison Schleswig or, uh, for that game, real yeah. quick, and then we'll move on because we we got other things to talk about. Together, sure. irons in the fire here. Um, do you remember in the second half when they cost us a down? The referees did. Do you You're remember the, still that?
2: Don't forget. You watch the replay. Oh, it, it,
1: they they foobarred it. They uh, okay. they messed it up. Okay, because yeah, I'm sitting it there.
2: Up. I'm you know I'm taking notes today while mm-hmm. I'm sitting up there next yep. to you, and I'm going. We just lost it down.
1: Yep, they, we, we did. just
2: lost it down, and nobody's saying it. Nobody said it. Well, Coach about Ty
1: that. did call a timeout to try and address it, but the referees weren't budging. The guy, the the douchebag on the running the down marker deal, he just uh, would not move it off second down.
2: Well, I don't know why they didn't talk to the booth or something. I mean, it just... I don't know
1: either. I have no idea. But even Mags and Dewitt on the uh, call back of the game, they're like, well, "Wait a minute." Ooh, wait a minute! It's it's still first down, and that was second down. They're they're trying to go back on it and everything, and that led to a missed field goal by us. So we talk about how it could have been 41-6 at the end of the game. That happened deep in our own territory. So 34-12 is nice. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. We yeah. could have just dumped dump truck them more than we did. And then another play, Randy. You're gonna love this. It was the missile. It was up, we're up 28-6. Okay, and I'm watching this back yesterday. It's in the fourth quarter. Dennison goes twins right, and they got a tight end lining up. Just with his hand in the dirt, and they go out for he goes out for a pass. Darius, within five yards, perfectly legal, shoves their tight end number 87, that six foot seven kid that got called for a uh, was it legal man downfield, which was a great call. We rip on referees a lot. That legal man downfield in the first quarter gets missed a lot. That gets missed a lot. That was a great call by them. They hit that, they hit that play, and it stands. It could have led to a touchdown, um, but it didn't. And the referees got that one right. But anyway, Darius shoves this kid down to the ground, and then Turn his mangled body takes out another Denison receiver. So, the missile, when he's not destroying ball carriers, he's messing up pass routes and he, and he shoves a six foot seven kid flat on his ass. And this kid rolls into another receiver, so the, ref, the quarterback's rolling out that way. He has nowhere to go with the football, and that was all because of the missile.
2: Wasn't there another play at some point in the game, and maybe I, I don't know that this is the same play, but maybe it was, where two of the receivers ran into each other on a route?
1: Uh, well, it could, that could have been the same play, but they didn't run into each other. They, the missile, they were, they that, were launched into one another from the missile. <laughs> the, miss, the missile took down eighty-seven. They're six-foot-seven tight end, and he went into somebody else. And the quarterback's rolling out there like, uh, "Guys, I'm supposed to have options here on this." And then Darius is like, "No, you had
2: options. You had options. <laughs> you don't hey, know so, more." Well, I guess, I guess the uh, the two words then, uh, in light of the fact that this score could have been much, much worse from Dennis and Schleswig, should be thank you.
1: For, for <laughs> yep. not beating us up worse than you did. Yeah, we're, we're playing really well right now, and it's fun to watch this team humming.
2: Yeah, they finally finally got it going. Hopefully they'll keep it going. Hey TJ, you know what Brown Shoe Fit? We look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer.
1: Another guy that'll talk football with you, Dustin Grossnickel, down at Brown Shoe Fit. If you want to talk football, go in there, and while he, you can even while he's trying you. Your pair of shoes on you can talk football with him and he's just down there he's tying your shoes in he's doing that belt that the thing they do to the back of your shoe with that little horn shoe thing yeah. Shoe horn, yeah while he's doing that he'll just talk football with you. he's a packer fan don't hold it against him he's still a pretty nice guy
2: yeah well i don't have a problem with the packer fan i have a problem with the fact that my feet don't fit most of the shoes in that place so that's <laughs> well so, just talk and, to dusty know, he'll get I, he always of. says he always said come in here he goes oh, we'll yeah. get you some stuff ordered so i got i got monster feet man so i'm always looking for the big shoes so You know what they say about big feet, big socks. Big socks, big socks, uh, also uh, heavy shins.
1: Yes, yes. Randy, Graham Tire features tires that fit your needs and prides themselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Call Graham Tire at 712-262-3700.
2: Hey, we just talked about him a minute ago. High V is excited to sponsor the SDR Triple Option podcast and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop High V on Grand Avenue in Spencer.
1: You know, I'm just gonna go with this joke or this line until it gets old. Um, you know what insurance and our all senior backfield have in common?
2: You can do this till it gets old?
1: Yeah. And it hasn't gotten old yet? Well, no. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's gotten old. No, no, no. I'm Absolutely just Absolutely not. You. Okay. Okay. Well, insurance and our all-senior backfield are both tough to tackle. Huh. Ironic. Ask Denison about that Ask Denison. They'll tell you. And Humboldt and MOC and Spirit Lake, too, for that matter, and Webster City. Anyway, insurance can be tough to tackle. Don't get stuck with a fourth and long. Score a touchdown by calling Community Insurance today at 712-262-6444.
2: $10 Tuesdays, Thursday senior day. Two. Oh.
1: No, I was counting off the reasons. Oh,
2: okay. All My right. bad, okay. yo. I'm sorry, sorry I about
1: like... that. I, I
2: threw you a curveball, Randy. I'm sorry. I am all right. I didn't see it coming. You got me with the inside. Right no, on I know. Chin. I know. <laughs> $10 Tuesdays. One. Thursday senior day. Two. Where you can receive 25% off any pizza. And these are just a few of the reasons to stop in to Papa Murphy's. That's Papa Murphy's, 1019 South Grand, Spencer, or call ahead, 712-580-2112. You know, that's a cool thing you can do is you call ahead and you order your pizza. And then there's a line of people, because there's always a line, when you don't order ahead, you just walk in there like you own the joint and go, no, 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 I'm not standing in the line. I'm Coach O. i am i I want my pizza right now. <clears> that's right. That's right. So you go, we can step in there and walk right up and uh, pop it out of the counter. Hey, guys, I got to coach a football team. I need my pizza. Thank you. And they give it to you and you walk right out the door.
1: Set up your offensive line against that honey-do list on game day with a gift for her from Nelson Jewelry. The perfect gift in your budget. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer.
2: So Dennis and Susswig in the rearview mirror now. Mm-hmm. What really matters is the next game, and the next game on Friday night, back here at the Dale, Storm Lake coming to town.
1: In words of Bell, in words of Bill Belichick, yeah, we're still going to go 1-0 this week. Uh, they're a really cool, well-coached football team,
2: and uh, we are we're just got to play our best. That's pretty much the summary of uh, what we need to do. They're coming in with a lot of confidence. Uh, they've only lost one game this year, a game that they got whipped Pretty good by uh, that notable Arthur Battle Creek, Ida Grove.
1: Uh, that, that, that's it. I couldn't tell you their mascot, but that's it.
2: Yeah. i I trying to remember what they are. I don't know. O-A-B-C-I-G, something or others. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was a little surprised about the outcome of that game, how lopsided it was. Not that they lost. I mean, O-A-B-C-I-G is tough this year.
1: Yeah, 5-0, and o and they're ranked in 2A, so that's yes. a solid outfit.
2: But I didn't think they would do that to Storm Lake as, as solid as Storm Lake has looked. But uh Storm Lake coming in feeling pretty confident. Almost gave one away against Lamar's uh last week. Had a big 20 o halftime lead and Lamar's kind of charged back and took the lead late in the game. Uh they had to get a last minute uh last second touchdown to to win the thing. So Randy
1: question for you. If you were Storm Lake, would you be happy that you established a 20 to nothing lead in the second quarter? Or would you be upset that you let it all go away and you were trailing thirty to twenty eight in the fourth quarter, or would you be happy that your guys showed resiliency with a game winning drive to win the game with thirty seconds left? Yeah. I mean, is it kind of just a range of emotions i'm
2: i 'm going to use your theory here, and I guess any win is a good win yes but, but as a coach i 'm not happy that we let off the the pedal, so to speak and let them back in the game. Now, Lamar's has got a different offense than most of the people we see here Wide open in the uh, district. It's, uh, they like to throw the ball. Uh, prepping for that's going to be a lot different than prepping for everybody else that they have to deal with the leagues, and we're going to see this here in a couple of weeks uh, back here at home. So I'm looking forward to that game uh, because I'm confident with the ability we've got in our defensive backs that they're not going to have an infinite amount of success on so the ball. Not after, especially after what, you know, last year uh, we, we put on Sergeant Bluff, you know, when that was supposed to be a team that we were supposed to fear from a passing standpoint. And they tried to test Michael Story and Carter Petsenhauser and, and the crew uh, back there. And we've done a great job, you know. One of your favorites, Kyle Maroney. my man Kyle has just been ball, balling out this year. Defense and and uh, him and
1: Isaac did get a little mixed up on uh, Denison's lone touchdown. I'm still going to say lone touchdown. Uh, very coachable moment though. Um, just a little bit of miscommunication like Coach Huck told us in the uh, Facebook Live. But easy, they'll get that figured out, but those two guys, Isaac and Kyle, they've been rocks, and they'll, we'll need them against uh, in Lamars for a few weeks for that pass-happy, yeah, that wide-open pass-happy offense. But this week, we're going to see a lot of running. This game won't take long. No, <laughs> this game, no. It'll be a lot of running clock.
2: Both these quarterbacks, if you look at them statistically, I mean, Gage is thrown for 440 yards. David Soto, he, just a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, 388 yards. So neither one of them have launched the Ball a ton, uh, Gage actually even a lot less. He's only thrown it 32 times. Soto's thrown it 53, uh, 29 completions for Soto, 18 for Gage. They have
1: a lot of guys that have run the ball. You look here; their top five runner or their top four runners all, we'll say, basically have over 60 carries. Soto and Colton Dreeth they have a little bit under, but a lot of a lot of yards for those guys. All all of them are around 400. So we're gonna f- win. Remember seeing in Storm Lake in years past; they a very. They have a very complex offense to figure out. A lot of tosses in the backfield, a lot of misdirection, um, pulling linemen a lot. So our defense will have their hands full. And looking at the game last year, and Coach Tyle talked talk about here, that here in a little bit, they had two drives in the first half. They each got to the 10 yard line. So they were running right down our throat. They weren't doing anything special. They were just saying, this is where we're going, try and stop it. And we couldn't until we got to the 10 yard line, or they got to the 10 yard line, and then we did a good job of stopping
2: They ran it. out of field to open things up with. When you get down that final 10 yards, It kind of, it's revealing.
1: You need an Isaiah Spencer at that point.
2: Yeah, it can be a little revealing if you can get it down there a couple of times inside that red zone and you cannot punch it in. It just means your short field game is is a little weak. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what happened there. But, you know, um, I I think they're going to have a bigger trouble trying to handle the attack from inside and outside. I mean, that's the thing that's really working beautifully right now for us is if they try to stuff things up in the middle so that Isaiah can't get loose or you're gonna double or triple, you know, it in there so that he can't get it outside, or you can't get it up the middle, then you got Isaac Pingle or Griffin Garnett, or Kenny Rash, or Gage will keep it and take it outside himself and and that's where teams are having trouble is to pick your poison. Who are you going to try and stop? All three facets
1: of the triple are working well right now. The B back option, quarterback keep pitch to the outside, everything is working well right now. And we're seeing the experience of our all-senior backfield. You can tell just by looking. These guys all played a lot of meaningful football last year, and it shows with the way they're running the offense. Now, Storm Lake is not going to be stupid like Dennis and Schleswig. They're not going to go seven in the box. There's no way, no how. You will see Storm Lake this week with at least eight, if not nine, Sometimes maybe even 10 in the box to try and stop our run because Rudy Wick, he's going to have that team well coached and ready to go. So we could see a few more shots to the outside, maybe with KP or uh, Kyle Maroney or the A and C backs out of the backfield.
2: That's what I'm kind of interested to see. Looking at Gage's numbers, he's he's completed 18 passes, but he's got 440 yards, which means he's averaging more than 20 yards a pass. That's okay. More than twenty yards every completion. A lot of those have been, you know, deep passes to uh, Kenson Hauser.
1: KP, we're seeing a lot. Sure. Of, we're seeing a lot of, of diversity. I like to use that word with our offense, and it's really uh, really fits right now. Getting our A and C backs a lot involved in the passing game. Isaac and Griff have uh, both caught a few passes this year, and they're and and it's being effective when they do
2: catch the ball. Well, Griffin gets a lot of yards after catch. You know, he'll catch a little short dump pass out of the background. And uh, he's averaging 16.5 yards a catch. That sounds great. Petztenhauser's numbers, he's got seven receptions for 270 yards. He's averaging just under 40 yards a catch.
1: Well, it's kind of fun, the diversity of the of our top three pass catchers. Carter, KP, he's just going to try and outrun you. He's going to use the fact that he's a D1 athlete to uh, make his plays. Isaac is going to use his speed to get to the outside. Or over the middle with doing a pass route. And then he's just going to try and run you over, just like Isaiah Spencer Griff. Griff must be a hell of a dancer because that kid has got some moves. Griff and Gage, they must be really good dancers, which means I do not want to go to a dance club with them anytime soon. I will get shown up big time. So if you guys want to, if you guys are asking me to go, I'm out. Yeah. Not
2: going. I'm sure all these high school graduates, you know what would be really cool? Let's go to a dance club and let's take uh, TJ. With us, that well, would be sure. fun. Well,
1: yeah, of course they would want to do that. But I'm not going to a dance club with you guys. I, I with the Griff, the Garnets boys. I'm, I'm sure you got it from Dad. I'm just going to assume Dad was a really good dancer. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just why not. Is, going.
2: Why is Mom get no credit with these Garnets boys? Oh, I don't know. I, that, <laughs>
1: that's 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 fair. That's, that's mean of me, I guess. Because um, I talked to Dad last week or a week before. So that, that's why he's just, more uh, top at the top of the top of my shaved head here. Uh,
2: Top of mind awareness, so to so to speak, gotcha. that sort of bit. Gotcha, yeah. So we we talk so much about the running; it's because it's the predominant part of this offense. But uh, you know, you look at this, uh, what we're doing here on the catches, even the even. Uh, uh, Isaac Pingle averaging 19 yards a catch. Uh, you know Isaiah Spencer just one catch, but it was a 12-yard catch. Two other guys with one catch each, but they were all double-digit number catches and for that, yards.
1: And, and that play, and that play to Isaiah, it's a, it's a fake rocket toss, and Isaiah just kind of slips out in the backfield. We've seen that play twice now. It's a very difficult one to defend and hard one to look for. And I guarantee we'll see it again sometime this year.
2: Yeah, they'll need, use it when they need it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a lot of it, but when they need it, they'll pull it out of their hat. Coach Ty weighing in on the Stormlight game
3: this week. We get, we can't turn the ball over, and you know last year we did a pretty job of controlling the ball. We did turn it over. I was just watching the film and uh, turned it over inside the. But we we landed. I landed on the end zone in one of them. But um, got to cut down on the mistakes. But they're gonna. They're defensively they stem all over the place. They got guys moving all over, and we got to just stay calm and just execute. You know, and not not get the yips as I say and and then uh, defensively we just got to play assignment football and and uh you know the weather it, it may or may not affect the game it's going to be a little it's not you know it's, we're here at home which is great but the field is going could be a little sloppy it's been raining all week so you know I think it's going to be the team that just doesn't let that kind of thing affect them you know we went to Lamar's last year and played in that just absolute mud pit and we didn't let you know a lot of these same guys they didn't even let it phase them so that's how we got to approach Friday night and You know, they're going to be well-coached, and, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be, you know, I think it's a great challenge.
2: Moving ahead, seems like every week is a big game. There are no no unimportant games here. How do you keep the guys
3: focused on a week-to-week
2: basis as opposed to starting to look ahead, okay, what do we have to do? Well, I think
3: they know, you know, if there's any positive coming out of losing those first two games, I think it humbled us a little, realizing we're not good enough just to show up. And... I don't think they'll look ahead, you know, cuz Storm Lake was a, even though the score didn't maybe didn't look at last year. It was 14 nothing at half, but they we had a total of four possessions I think. And we scored on our two and their two. They got down in deep, but they just couldn't convert. And then we played a more of a dominant second half, but you know, they've got some good players. And I think it's going to athletes and they play very very hard. They, you know, I know their, their middle linebacker is very impressive to watch and um, we're going to have to play well.
2: So, TJ, we've heard from Coach Ty. Uh, what do you think are the keys to the game? I'm going to defer to you on this, my friend.
1: Well, you look at, we, we've talked about Storm Lake's schedule already a little bit. Let's just take a closer look at this schedule here as I get it out in
2: front of me. Paper look, sound effects.
1: You look at this. They They started the season with Cherokee. Hot garbage. I mean, they are terrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, they have been. They continue to be. Yeah. No fixing that mess. They're, they're no good. Um, then
1: Alto Aurelia, a 1A school, average at best 1A school.
2: That was wow. very, very brave scheduling.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they played them last year, and you know, you got to do the two year bit with your district alignments and your non district opponents and whatnot. But yeah, still a 1A school. I mean, hats off to Alto Aurelia for scheduling them. I will yeah. give no, nothing but it's credit. Good for them. them. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. Nothing them? but credit for them. Yeah. And then. We saw we saw Humboldt here at the Dale. We could have hung fifty on Humboldt. That 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 was a program that was way was, down this year. What was year. the score? Of the thirty-five week? to six.
2: What was their score? Oh, twenty-six
1: fifteen, and that was a five-point game in the third quarter. So if we want to look at the common opponent bit, yeah, uh, advantage Tigers big time. So, yeah. and then we talked about the Lamar's game last week. Uh, Lamar's easily feels. Oh, I'm going to Lamar's for Talking about Lamar's first. Lamar's probably feels they should have won that game, especially with the great comeback they had being down by three touchdowns. And Storm Lake, give them credit, they came back and won that game. But though their four wins, that's not exactly impressive, right? I, it's, the
2: only one I would say is impressive is Lamar's, and it should have not have come down to what it did to win the game.
1: Oh, you're up three touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. And, and looking at the stats, there wasn't even any turnovers. I think their offense just got complacent, or Lamar's figured something out on defense. I'm not sure exactly, but um storm lake probably feels they should have done a better job in the second part of that game and lamars probably feels they should have won it um turned out to be a really competitive game and then the one real team they have played oabcig who's five and oh and ranked in two a they got housed storm lake did 48 to 26 so this will be their biggest test of the to the year in my opinion i would say we are probably better than oabcig so first key right away just come on, bust these guys in the mouth I, it seems like i say it all the time but it's so true in football let them know that this is not going to be their night. You're up here at the Dale. This is you're not you're not on our level that you're playing some big boy football now. You're in district. This is not going to be your night. Like if we can take the opening kickoff, go right down, set up with a good KP return and then t- right down their throat, run it in, get a touchdown, get a nice comfortable lead and then that would go a long way to us uh really securing securing momentum in the game and getting off to a good start.
2: You talked about a KP return but yeah, Kenny Rash has been doing a lot of the return work
1: on punts. For him, yeah, for on punts, punts. Yeah, kickoffs is KP,
2: and he he has been doing uh, very making well. Some, yeah, g- great returns on special teams, and making smart decisions about when not to try to return the ball. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, we from a from a special team standpoint, from game one to today, we have had major improvement in decision making and. Uh, Mm-hmm. and play overalls, so. And
1: we're starting to play a lot more clean, too. I mean, the turnovers are coming down. The two we had last week, one was just a great play by Terrence Way. We've already talked about that. The other was a little bit of mix-up and in, uh, in confusion or whatever the heck you want to call it there, but... Um we're getting we're cleaning that up a lot more so we just got to keep improving on that. We got to keep improving on playing more clean. Can't have four holding penalties. We have got to cut those down. It seems a lot of them are coming to the outside when we run outside and receivers if you're getting beat just let them go. You know, maybe give them a shove at the end as long as it's not in the back cuz that's 10 yards also. So don't do that. Um but we got to really cut those down. Um
2: Yeah, because you know, essentially if all he gets is a five or six yard gain, that's better than a ten yard loss. Yeah, because
1: then it then it negates a nice gain where we're staying ahead of the sticks is something I've talked about quite a bit. Then we're really behind the chains and we become really left handed because we are not a first and twenty offense. We've had we've done a good job breaking off some nice runs this year, but we don't want to be in first and twenty, second and nineteen, second and seventeen, and things of that nature. And then on defense, I think it's a big game for our front seven. Like I said, Storm Lake—they're going to try and they're going to run it right at you. They are not going to. Th- Fill the air with footballs like Lamar's. They want to run the ball, and it's going to be a very, it's going to be very diverse. They're going to do a lot of pitches. They're going to do a lot of counters, um, sweeps, things of that nature. They're going to do a lot of trapping, pulling linemen. So it's going to be kind of like playing Webster City, except the quarterback's not a spinner back. He's more just going to like toss it and hand it off, and you're kind of not going to get confused in that regard a little bit, like you're playing Webster City. But this will be a big game for our front seven. Um, you want those boys to uh, have a lot of tackles in this game If our secondary has a lot of tackles. Could be, a, could be a rough night. If, if Griffin Garnett leads our team in tackles, could be a rough night for our defense. And then offense, just keep doing what you're doing, you know. Uh, we've put up over 400 yards last two games, so let's just keep that going. Uh, both teams know each other really well, and these district games are really fun.
2: So I'm curious, their quarterback has thrown the ball just over a 10 times a game on average. Um, I don't know if it was probably more against... Lamar is maybe at the end if they need to throw. I back. think
1: Oi BCIG threw it sixteen times from what I saw, but so yeah, right. on average.
2: So on average, ten a game. How many sacks is Darius going to get if he drops Oof. back to throw that ball ten times? And how many picks is our defensive backfield going to wind up with? If he drops back to throw it ten plus times.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. He's only hitting on 55% of his passes, kind of like what we said about Webers last week. But they don't want to do that. They they want to they want to kind of want to do like us. They want to run the ball down your throw, and then when you're least expecting it, go play action and try and hit a big one. That's what uh, both teams like to do.
2: But when we get ahead of them, 28 to nothing.
1: Then they're going to have to fill the they're air. They're going to have footballs. to start throwing the ball, mm-hmm.
2: and uh, bad things can happen.
1: This will be a big game for our, like I said, our front seven. Now it'll be interesting. Do we go four-two-five this game? Do we go more 4 3 look? it be interesting to see what uh, Coach Hook wants to do there. How much will he use the blitz this week? How much will we see Johnny Nissen and uh, the missile blitzing in, um, trying to shut down their running game? And Pingle, of course. I forgot about him. Um, the the line our linebackers had a great game last year looking at Chase Huff and Isaac Pingle so it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what we go with but knowing Coach Hook like I do we'll see quite a bit of blitzing but he'll want his front four to uh, to get to take care of a lot of the uh, take care of a lot of the work
2: little advice here from the uh, Godfather if you get behind by a good measure about the twenty eight nothing do not go to the air <laughs> bad things will happen to you. <laughs> that is my advice. All right. As the godfather, do not uh, get too pass happy because it could be very okay. painful. All right. Plus, we get some pretty good sized dudes on the defensive line who like to hit, too. Yes. When they get in there and can pile on a quarterback. So, just some words, Mr. Soto. You're a sophomore, you're going to live to be a junior. Uh, I suggest you be careful about the defense uh, and uh, your decision to call them on. When you drop back to pass.
1: Well, he runs quite a bit, too, looking at his rushing stats. So he's not afraid to uh, tuck his head in there and plow forward to try to get some yards. So we'll have to read our keys for sure, a front seven, especially our linebackers. Have to keep your head on a swivel, kind of see what's going on. It'll be a big game for those guys.
2: David Soto, we're sending the missile for you. <laughs> So.
1: Johnny Nissen needs a nickname too. I mean, we call it Darius the Missile, and it and it's uh, and it fits. Johnny Nissen needs one too because when he blitzes in and when he gets a hold of you, you're you're going down because Johnny Nissen is a very sure tackler, very fun kid to watch play football.
2: I'd call him the man handler, but that probably wouldn't be something he'd <laughs> yeah. want to talk about in school. That kids would make fun of that.
1: Yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We'll, we'll come up with some. We got a, we got quite a few games here. We'll left to figure we're
2: out. We're taking yeah. name suggestions for John Nissen. So if anybody yeah, wants to, to weigh in. Please.
1: Oh, real uh, quick, uh, shout out to the student section last week. I called those guys up for the game and I said, "Do you guys even cheer? Or do you guys even the student section?" They said, "Yeah." What are you talking about? I said, "Well, on third down, do you guys even when the opponent has the ball and it's third down, do you even say anything? Do you even cheer?" Yeah. No, you don't. I called them out. Guess what they did? Every third down, they got loud. So, good job last week at Denison. You turned Denison into the Dale. That was the goal. Now, this week we're back at the Dale, so I need you guys even louder. I need you even louder. Third downs, second downs, first down, I need you loud.
2: You know what? I felt bad at halftime, and we had them join us for the uh, the Facebook Live, and they were really fired up and loud. And the poor Monarch Band was trying to play so I uh, felt bad for them because I'm like oh, kind of yelling over had their a good band. band. That kind of mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, I had a really good band. He did. That I was, was the one thing they they were, did was really nice. So hey, well let's move on and talk a little regional action here. A um, few games that uh, have some promise, some that uh, not so much. Uh, <laughs> we,
1: we like to highlight those ones that not so much. Those are our fun. Those are our our most favorite ones to the highlight. Dump truck game of yeah, the week. Yeah, we like yeah. highlighting
2: those. Some of them aren't even dump truck because dump truck implies that one team's going to whip the other. Uh, Sometimes it's just a dump. Maybe it's just to be the dump game of the week. <laughs> call whatever we want There's no I truck involved in some of these dump. games. But, you know, looking at some of the good games, you got a few here. you got got uh, Denison Susswig Healing. Uh That's a huge... Uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton, Lamar's
1: take the over in that game.
2: Yeah, time. That, that, T-
1: I'm telling you to take the over because Sergeant Bluff Luton is going to put up a million points, and then with Lamar's pass happy offense, they'll put up
2: some. Absolutely, well, and they're going to be and they're going to be probably playing from behind most of the game. So a team that likes to throw is going to be throwing out of necessity. I Although think.
1: that said, we thought we thought. Uh, we thought Sergeant Bluff Lewin would take care of Bishop Heelan last week. Twenty-nine to sixteen—that was a hell of an effort by the Crusaders. That was, we were I was very impressed here in the end of that the score at the end. And of that they were—were
2: were they head for a bit, or were they? Yeah,
1: I think it, it was sixteen to eight. I want to say something along those lines, and then Sergeant Bluff came back and somebody won woke the game them up and said, "Hey, this something. game's getting
2: away from you," and they uh, did a what they do. Very
1: good effort by the Crusaders in that one. And then looking on. Uh, We've already talked about the two other district games that we've got. We've got our friends at Webster City playing at Perry. That should be a good uh, bounce back game for them.
2: I like uh, West Sioux at Western Christian.
1: Oh Lord, that'll be a good one.
2: Yeah, although probably not the beginning of the season. You weren't looking at that one. Because uh, West Sioux being what they are and Western Christian being what they've been here in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, they've been down.
2: But, you know, it wasn't too many years ago. Western Christian was the state champion. And apparently they're back in that mode again. So, uh that one will be played in Hull. So, West Sioux on the road taking on a Western Christian. That could be a good game, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then we're, uh, we'll look to our, uh, should we say our friends to the north? No, they're not our friends. They're our complete enemies to the north. Spirit Lake, so... Spirit Lake, you go last week and you lose to Esterville. Were you peeking ahead a little bit? Were you just flat? Are you not that good? Josh Beloit, I don't know what what, yeah, what you were doing last Friday but now you welcome Southeast Valley, a team that beat you last year and a team that's
2: full of talent. And that was a crazy game last year. 48-42.
1: That
2: Spencer Storm Lake game got over early and you and I get to listen to most of that game driving back.
1: Yeah, I know we did. It like got over as we got to Sioux Rapids and typically these games are supposed to get over about the same time but that game, we turn, on the fourth, we turn it on like nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter like how the hell is this happening and then we hear the score like oh my god and then just back and forth scoring that was a really good game to listen to and now uh they, they get to rematch southeast valley up at their uh, turf but that's uh, southeast valley that's a good program led by my, led by my man mike sweeter
2: are they, are they a grass team? Do they have a grass? Or uh, I know?
1: think they do. I think they So this do. could be
2: a little change that would yeah. be a positive one for Spirit Lake, That's perhaps.
1: That's why I, I love that we were able to ask Coach Hook and Coach Thompson, don't ever go to the turf, and they don't want to. Coach Hook and Coach Thompson want to keep the Dale at grass, which I am a, a big proponent of.
2: Yeah, and I definitely, I mean, we need Spirit Lake to win here. We need it just for our help for our RPI, so guys, let's try to do something this week.
1: Yeah, it's a bad, bad week to try and do it, and they've got Algona lurking in the lurking in the future, and that'll be a game they probably are not going to be favored to win.
2: Well, T.J., our MYFL Regional Game of the Week, let's go back to one of the first ones I mentioned, Denison Sleswig at Bishop Heelan. And you say, why Denison Sleswig? Why would you do that? Bishop Helan's 1-4, and four, Randy. Well, that and the fact that Denison Sleswig, you know, is 0-1. Both of these teams are in a desperate situation to stay in the battle for the district hunt the first, the team who loses this week is essentially eliminated so even though the teams playing may not be the best teams what is on the line here is is makes it a game of the week because they they've got it's huge for both of them
1: oh, it's crazy you're going to see either bishop hillen be out of the race a team that just won a state championship 5 6 years ago and is you know a perennial playoff team every week or you're going to see denison schleswig out of it a team that's got a running back that's going to go play college football at a very high level and who's us a truck terrence Wea, so that'll be a very very interesting game
2: so this week's midwest youth football league uh, regional game of the week is dennis and Schleswig at bishop helen in sioux city the sdr triple option podcast regional game of the week is brought to you by the midwest youth football league third fourth fifth and sixth grade players developing a love for the game and life 16 communities, two states, one motto: the Midwest Youth Football League, where winning is an attitude, not a score. Check them out at myfootball.org. You know, it's the 20th anniversary of the NYFL this is it year. Really? Championship awesome! Championship <laughs> weekend will be right here in Spencer. Uh not this weekend but the weekend after I believe. Very cool. So Very cool. Dale will be hosting the 20th anniversary. And, it should uh,
1: be at the Dale. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely it's going to be a great weekend. Just like
1: all big basketball games around here should be at the fieldhouse. All big football games around here should be at the Dale. I 100% agree with that.
2: So that's going to be a lot of fun bunch of uh, fifth and sixth graders out playing on championship weekend.
1: Well good luck boys. The region. Rip we it up. up. Uh future uh future high school players will be seen on Friday nights. Got to love that.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Randy, do you need that new school car or work car this fall? Uh, uh, I do. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Well, we have you covered at Clay County Motors in Spencer. Find our full inventory at OkabojiGMToyota.com.
2: Teachers, military and first responders ask Holly Brink with EXP Realty about the hero program rebates when looking to buy or sell a house. That's Holly Brink at 712-363-2399 or thinkhousesthinkholly.com.
1: Randy speaking of a line that's been good for a few podcasts here. My next read has been a good uh been a good one for you, but I don't think that's the case anymore.
2: No, no, no. We're filling filling vacancies
1: here. High five or fist pound up top, baby. There you go. There we go. However, but, other people still need that ab- help. Absolutely. So if you are looking for a great new job or employee, let the Certified Staffing Professionals and Employment Connections serve you. Call 712-262-9077 or stop by their office at 905 South Grand
2: Avenue. Insurance Associates of Spencer, your one-stop for insurance from a locally-owned independent insurance agency with more than 35 years in business right here in Spencer. Call 712-262-1918.
1: Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing specialized care, including sports medicine, as well as in-house physical therapy for 40 years. Visit them at nwiabone.com.
2: There you go, baby. Beautiful reads, TJ, if I do say so right?
1: myself. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice when a plan goes off without a hitch. I'll, I'll go along with that.
2: So, Mr. TJ. Yeah, man. I know you want to keep forgetting about last Saturday night, but it did happen. Uh yeah, I, I went bowling. It was fun. Would you went bowling? Yeah, it was a good time. You know what? Nebraska should have gone bowling too. Because they got bowled.
1: Yeah, if they play like that, they're not going bowling. No. If they play like that. Bowling is
2: running. for winners.
1: Yeah, they they play like that. They they might go to the little Caesars Bowl in beautiful Detroit, Michigan.
2: So that was that was a beatdown. I it's it's actually what I expected. I know you and I were texting back and forth. Uh you know, you had the seventeen point advantage. And then Jeez. I tied that up, and I said, "Okay, we're tied now." And then it was like two minutes later, and I was ahead, and that was pretty much the way it was going to stay the rest of the game. You were even thinking it was going to be a fifty-point game at one point.
1: Oh, I, I think if Ohio State doesn't let out their foot off the gas, could have been a hundred to nothing. Yeah, I, my goodness, that was that was uh, the Spencer Tigers
2: playing like preschoolers. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you compared to, but. And that was kind of what I expected because I just thought Ohio State's that good this year. And, you know, you want to kind of pin it on Nebraska being that bad. And I said, I think they're going to do this to a lot of teams this year. I don't think Nebraska's going to be the lone victim of that attack. So I, I just I think it's a, a tough team. You know, they, I was listening to ESPN this morning. They were arguing legitimately that they could be the number one team in the nation as opposed to Alabama or Clemson because Alabama just, you know, hopped over Clemson which I don't quite understand. Well, Clemson struggled
1: last week at North Carolina, only won by a point. And North Carolina, they scored a touchdown to make it 21-20, to 20, and they went for two and they didn't pick it up. So Clemson was really lucky to kind of survive that one. It's not the same team as last year, even though I love Trevor Lawrence, but you lose an entire defensive line to the NFL – that's going to be tough to tough to replace, and Clemson's going through that a little bit right now. So you could say Alabama, Auburn's playing well, LSU, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin playing really well. Oklahoma, there's a lot of good teams out there.
2: When did, do Ohio State and Wisconsin I have not look yes, that far? Yes, they, they, they do. They play
1: people. in they play in Columbus though later on this season.
2: So that could that's going to be huge. As yeah. to which team is going to be in the hunt for a national title. Uh, You know, I think Georgia and Alabama is going to be a huge uh, showdown coming up. There's some great college football Mm -hmm. uh, to be played this year, and we're not just barely getting into the season, uh, so to speak. Hawkeyes, uh, you know, a win they – I mean, I don't think anybody had any question they were going to win that game. It was just about how much.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad they won by 22 for various reasons. Yeah. You can probably figure out why I want them to win by 22, and they end up winning by – double double that and change that was kind of nice um now this week, they go to Michigan, so it's going to be a hell of a test, and speaking, we just talked about Ohio State, they host Michigan State this week, so if they boat race Michigan State, that'll say a whole hell of a lot more than them boat racing Nebraska, because Michigan State is obviously a lot yeah, better than Yeah, it's a much tougher
2: team, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, Mark
1: D'Antonio's really got a good program going for the last quite a few years here, and always, they always play tough defense, so that'll be an interesting game, but at 11 o'clock, our, our Hawkeyes will be at uh, Jim Harbaugh's joint, so and you know, it's Michigan's homecoming, They'll extra jack for that one, and I think you'll get the best Michigan effort this year because they know with Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State coming up, those are three games... They'll be lucky to go one and two, in. so they know they really Michigan really needs this game against Iowa, and Iowa really needs this game. They want to go to five and zero. They want they don't want to give up a game in the Big Ten West because it doesn't look like Wisconsin's going to lose. So this is a really big big game for both teams, and I like where Iowa's sitting in this one. I don't think there's many flaws on this team, and Michigan will it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to it and how how hard Michigan plays because I think you'll get their best effort. Well, I will Iowa be able to match that.
2: Yeah, and in, in, from Harbaugh standpoint. I mean, I don't know if they'll ever fire the guy, but there's certainly a lot of people out there calling for it. His right? seat's warm. His seat's very warm. But, uh, you know, will they ever do it? You know, college isn't as quick to pull the trigger on a coach as the pros. And the a pros, pod. there's no patience at all. In college, they seem to be overly patient at times uh, with what the, uh, with the what they do with the coach. So, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens there. And then if I, Iowa State, with their um, – Less than impressive game against Baylor.
1: They just got to start sooner. My goodness, they're down 20 to nothing. Their offense couldn't do anything in the first two and a half quarters or two and three quarter quarters. And then they finally, Brock Purdy just warms up. I mean, three straight touchdown drives to go up 21-20, and then defense couldn't hold it, unfortunately. But 92 degree heat, that, that defense is on the field a long time. You're asking a lot out of a defense.
2: Yeah, and Baylor's not a bad program.
1: No, it's a good program.
2: But at the same time, it's certainly not one of uh, the powers nationally. So if, you know, Iowa State's going to turn this season around, they've got to make a statement game here pretty quick. And I don't mean 70 nothing over, you know, dirt hole you uh, <laughs> like they pulled off the week before. I mean, they need to beat somebody legitimately. And uh, and with a quality win, and that was not it last week.
1: Well, they start. Uh, they can start this Saturday. They got TCU coming to Ames, and yeah, speaking of a really good program, TCU is a really good program led by uh, Council Bluffs Lewis Central star last year, Max Duggan, coming back to his home state, so they have that little extra juice to play this one. Um, that'll be very interesting outcome to see what kind of happens in that game.
2: Yeah, normally that uh, that uh, stadium is packed with cardinal cardinal uh, red and gold. Yep. So You're wondering. How many people are going to show up cheering for Duggan?
1: I think he'll have quite a quite a fan GCU base. There. Fan he'll base have quite there, a so. fan base there for sure. A lot of friends and family making the trip over from Council Bluffs, Omaha area, and be a big test for both teams. Uh, Iowa State does not want to go to 0 2 in the Big 12, so they're going to give this one all they've gotten. Two outstanding quarterbacks in this game. We've saw we've seen Max Duggan, and you know we've seen Brock Purdy too, and we've seen what he can do. So that'll be a very interesting game. A lot of lot of great college football this Saturday, and. God, I just, weekends are great now. I, I, I freaking love it. Friday, they weekends, got the ti- I was going to say, oh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I
2: mean,
1: it, it, Thursday night's good. It all starts Friday. We, we watch the Tiger game, and then we uh, listen to scores, kind of see what's going on the rest of the, the rest of statewide, and especially around Northwest Iowa. And then Saturdays, we're just engulfed with college football, and then Sundays just bring all that NFL action. TJ, are you ready to cut loose with your... uh, Absolutely, my favorite segment of every week. Absolutely, it's time for TJ's Top 5. I don't know who it's brought to you by because Shag Nasty's not here.
2: No, uh, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I have no
1: idea. Randy, why don't you just give me my first game? I think we just talked about it like a minute and a half ago, but go ahead.
2: Iowa at Michigan.
1: Iowa at Michigan. Michigan by five. I think it opened at about six and a half. Now it's already been bet down quite a bit. But I'm going to take Iowa to at least cover in this game. I expect the Hawkeyes to win the game. I think Iowa's a better team. And you think of tough places to play. Michigan Stadium, even though they pack like 110,000 into that stadium really isn't a tough place to play so that shouldn't be as big of a factor <laughs> the fans
2: aren't expecting as much as they used
1: to no not really not really so i look for iowa to at least cover the five even if michigan wins i'd s- maybe by a field goal maybe four points 28 24 something like that so i like iowa to at least cover that game if not win outright so Randy, give me my second game.
2: Uh, keeping with the Midwestern flavor, Illinois at Minnesota. All right, it's Minnesota by 14. You guys are
1: going to think I'm crazy. I'm taking the Illini in this one, and I'm going to tell you why. Minnesota is 4-0, okay? Yay, let's give them a round of applause. Nah, let's not do that. Look at their strength of schedule. You want to talk about, we talked about Storm Lake strength of schedule, how it's not any good.
2: Go first, go first, go first. Well,
1: go play somebody. How about nothing,
2: that? Nothing inspires fear like a gopher. <laughs> I
1: mean, and they're 4-0. And their best win is probably at Purdue. And their four wins, they're all by one score. So why would I not think this game's also going to be by one score? Let's just keep the trend going. I like Illinois to cover the two touchdowns here. They're not going to win the game. I think uh, Minnesota will probably do something late to win the game. But I think Illinois keeps it within two touchdowns up at uh, TCF Bank Stadium. So... I'll take the Illini in that one, and I have a buddy getting married this weekend, and he's a big Illinois fan, so it's kind of a sentimental pick. I have to, I have to kind of do that for him. Andrew Colbert is getting married, so I had to do that for him. So, nice. Randy, Randy, give me my third game. Oh, 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 give this one in a British accent, because this is the game in London.
2: Okay, man, come on, don't put that kind of. Pressure. Do
1: you have a British accent? Uh, if you don't, you can just go governor. Okay, hang on a
2: minute. All right, all right, hang on. A minute. Okay, this is my not British accent. Okay, up no <laughs> <laughs> <almost> like, <laughs> sick coach-o. sick coach
1: <laughs> i did put a lot of pressure on you dude i'm sorry okay
2: that's all right warn me ahead of time man
1: i know i, I know i didn't think of it till
2: now okay if I'd, well, if I'd have thought of it earlier i'd have done it we're going across the pond yes uh chicago uh taking on oakland on their home field in england who knew yeah uh
1: randy i'm going against your squad here well
2: that's not surprising
1: yeah I, the, it's it's the bears by five i'm taking the bears in a route here i that's a lot of travel for the Raiders, too. I mean, they went from Oakland to Minnesota to back to, to Indy last Sunday, even though they got a win, and back. Now they're going across the pond. That is a lot of travel. And I think Is they're... the
2: Biscuit back? True Biscuit? Is True Biscuit no, back? No,
1: no. He's going to be out for a few weeks. So it'll be Chase Daniels starting for the Bears, who actually played pretty well last week against Minnesota. I was kind of impressed. He played better than that other quarterback in that game. You dumb... Anyway, um, Chicago by five, I think they cover that easily, winning this game away, uh, going away. And the over-under is 40.5, even though it's a low total. I'm going to still take the under in that game. I could see this being like a 27-7 to 7 type of game, 27-10, something like that. So I'm going to take the Bears in the under in that game. Randy, hook me up with my fourth game.
2: Tampa Bay? At New Orleans.
1: All right, it's the Saints by three and a half. I half. I've liked what I've seen out of the Bucks in the last few weeks. They, On a Thursday night, they go to Carolina and win. They should have beat the Giants in Daniel Jones' debut. They missed like a 35-yard field goal. If they make that, they win that game. And then last week, as a nine-point underdog, they go to the Rams and hang 55 on them extremely impressive and now they come back to new orleans a division game getting three and a half i like the bucks to at least cover the spread in that one if not win the game outright so take the bucks and randy give me my fifth game
2: shang nasty will like that one
1: yeah oh he should he should um stay humble baby stay humble okay brother
2: new england at Washington.
1: New England at Washington. Washington is no good, okay? They are absolutely no good. We've talked... We, Me and Randy just talked about some college teams that could probably hang with them, at least for a little bit. It's the Patriots by 15. That said, I don't like laying 15 points in the NFL. The over-under is 43. I'm taking the under in this one. New England's defense is rolling right now. The Hoodie's got them playing incredibly well. And it's a lot of uh, no-name guys either. Not not a lot of star power on that defense. Just, Just the Hoodie doing his thing and... He is going to shut down whoever Washington wants to put at a quarterback, whether they want to do Dwayne Haskins or my man Case Keenum. I just don't see a lot going on there. Uh, Another game I could see 27-7, 30-7, 33-10, 33-7, whatever, something along those lines. So I'm going to take the under in that game. So, Randy, I got one game left on the docket, and give it to
2: me. DJ, this is your California governor. That's your, that's your best one. very, very last game in Denver at my LA Chargers. That's Ah, ah, That's pretty good.
1: Why don't you give me real quick, I'll be back. I'll be back. That's pretty good, although you're not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Denver at the Chargers. It's Chargers by six and a half. I'm going to take Denver in this one. First off, the Chargers, they haven't been really that impressive. And they're at home, which doesn't mean anything because that stadium is going to be half orange. Not just because Bronco fans travel, because no Charger fans exist in L.A. and they don't go to the games anyway. So the Chargers will have Could no be home
2: pot field. pot haze in the air, too. Yeah,
1: something. Yeah, that's true. But the Chargers have no home field advantage in that game. And Denver, they got to get a win sometime. They should have beat Chicago. They should have beat Jacksonville last week. They've really get, let these games get away. They're 0-4. If they lose this game, their season's going to slip away. And I just think you're going to get a really good... Uh, effort out of denver this week so i think they easily cover the six and a half so let's review here i'm gonna take the hawkeyes the illini i'm gonna take the bears and the under across the pond i'm gonna take the bucks i'm gonna take the under new england and washington and i'm gonna take the broncos to cover six and a half against the charges
2: nice job tj thanks governor so keep that five bucks available because we're gonna do this friday night when we're Fair enough. facebook live Fair so, enough. Unless you want
1: some more action. We can discuss another
2: game. We, we can talk we about it. We can figure it. something we'll out. We'll figure something out and talk about it. So a uh, this week, uh, back at the Dale, Stormlight coming to town, 7 p.m. start. There will be a tailgate. And as you know what they're doing this week? It's kind of a cool one. I do, but go ahead. They're doing a chili cook-off fundraiser for the cheerleaders. Cool. So you come out, you pay your money, and you get... To sample the chili. I think there's three different chilies that uh, I think Northwest Iowa Bone Joint, uh, Farmers Bank and h and H&N, I
1: believe is the other
2: H&N one. H&N are all doing this and uh, they're going to raise money for the cheerleaders. So, great opportunity to come out. Hopefully, the weather will cooperate. I, I've seen a couple of different forecasts, but the most recent one I've seen is probably maybe a little chillier than normal than it has been the last few Fridays. But the weather, is the rain's supposed to let up, from what I heard.
1: Very good. It's been a really wet and dreary uh, dreary week so far. So, if the Dale can get a little dry, that'll definitely help out our running game. So, let's let's root for that. And a little chilly, I'm fine with that. Put on a hoodie and a Carhartt hat and some gloves. I don't, I
2: don't know if it's the best. I I love chilly cook-offs. I don't know if it's the best idea to do with a stadium full of people and limited bathroom access. Oh
1: boy! Yep, I know where you're going with that. It could be a really smelly game at the well, day.
2: smelly game and a line to the the restroom. If
1: yep, that, that's depending
2: on true. what kind of chili we're getting, I, I swear to you, I've always wanted to do this and it, it get into one of these chili cook-offs. And just make the absolutely most disgusting tasting thing in the world. I mean, just horrible tasting. You're not in it to win it. You're in it to watch the facial expressions of the people when they sample it. What the hell did this guy make? It's terrible. (laughs) Just to watch these people spitting it out and gagging on it. I think that would be hilarious. Well, you, I mean, there's still time. Can right? I be a late entry? Can the SDR Triple Option Podcast be a late entry in the chili start cookout? We're doing stuff like this. Absolutely. We need to do this. And it, it would be right up our line to do some hideous chili. I mean, to huh. make it just horrible and like, watch people I like react. That.
1: I like that they're doing a benefit for the cheerleaders, too. That's hats awesome. Off, hats, off to, hats off to whoever's putting that on. That, that's cool. The cheerleaders deserve it. They do a good job. They They work really hard on Fridays, and I wouldn't want to be one of those girls getting tossed in the air and... Having to rely on other people catching me,
2: especially after I've eaten chili.
1: No, oh, that'd be bad. A <laughs> lot of things that could go wrong with that, and a lot of things, a lot of streaks could, yeah, streaks. So let's yeah, leave let's, alone. yeah, let's leave that alone. Uh,
2: also, I uh, want to mention that the uh, Tail Twisters are going to have a special fundraiser inside. They're going to be handing out packages of Tums. So uh, they'll be selling that in the aftermath of the chili cook-off. So here
1: I thought you were serious for a minute, <laughs> no, nope. And, uh, that, that was a curveball from Randy. Thank you. One curveball deserves I cut, another.
2: Catch you right on the chin, did Yeah, I?
1: you did take your base.
2: Hey, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we are going to let TJ wad up the paper. This was
1: storm like schedule. This is where it belongs.
2: Right in the garbage. All right. Justin Thomas, thank you for your hard work in producing this uh, masterpiece. I am Randy And On behalf of TJ Murphy, we will see you well on Facebook Live Friday night before uh, halftime and then uh, after the game and then uh, back here, right here on the SDR Triple
0: Option Podcast next week. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is brought to you by Brown's Shoe Fit, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, Clay County Motors, Insurance Associates of Spencer, Employment Connections, Holly Brink, Designated Managing Broker, EXP Realty, High V, Nelson Jewelry, Community Insurance, Papa Murphy's, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Graham Tire, MyFL, and Spencer Auto Parts. That'll do it for this week's SDR Triple Option Podcast. Tune in next week as the guys get ready for the big game against SBL. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.
2: Well, we are friendly, brother. Well, well we are. We, yeah, we, right. We're a good time waiting to happen, oh, yeah, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> so.